Hey, I'm Janelle Ane, and you are listening to the Next Level Confident Podcast, a show focused on helping you live your most confident life, whatever that means to you. My husband and co-host, Frankie, and I will be chatting about everything from money to relationships to thought patterns and inner healing to having main character energy to the occasional Netflix show reference. So if you are ready to overcome your negative self-talk, start becoming the most magnetic version of yourself and living your life in full confidence so you can finally go after your dreams, then you are in the right place. And it's time to start showing up as this confident version of you right now. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the Next Level Confident Podcast. I am here with my BFF slash husband, Frankie Vignone. Changed the last name officially. I surely did. <laughs> Let's tell the story of our last name. Where do we begin? Well, it all started at Ellis Island when my family came from Italy. <laughs> that far back? No. Oh, okay. Italy with us. With us. Last week. You share the story. Well, well we were... <laughs> we were in Europe for three weeks and we got back one week ago. And we were in Italy. Okay, now you tell part of the story. And what's the story? Just that people called us differently than Big Known? Ugh, you're ruining the story. Okay, so Frankie's last name and now my last name is Big Known. V-I-G-N-O-N-E. And so it's kind of like Cabernet Sauvignon. Like if you've ever had a Cabernet if you look at the If you look at the wine title, our last name is in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. The Sauvignon, like it's, it's like S-A and then it says Vignon right there. Okay. Well, Frankie's whole family says their last name Vignon, which is kind of like, you know, the American way of saying it. And one time when we were in Miami, probably like what, a year ago or something? Was that for my for your birthday? birthday? April. Yeah. Okay. In April of this year. Um, we went to some sort of Italian restaurant and Frankie said his last name, like, Hey, Frankie Vignone reservations for Vignone. And this Italian man who was at the front desk, who was maybe like the owner or something. He was like, didn't he like give you a bunch of crap about it? I don't remember this at all. You don't remember this? Are you talking about the place that was like super, super vibey? Yeah. I think it was when we were there, maybe for your president's club the year before my birthday, potentially. Mm. But I just remember the guy was like, giving him crap for saying big known. And he was like, Vignone, you're a Vignone. And I can't believe you don't remember that. I don't remember it. Wow. Okay. And so then when we were in um, Italy this summer, well, I mean, this fall, I mean, like one week ago, we decided that it's time that we start saying our last name as Vignone instead of Vignone, because that's how you're actually supposed to say it in Italy. And why not just like make it sound fancy and bougie and awesome, you know? Bringing back the roots. Bringing back the roots all the way back to Ellis Island. I wonder if they ever pronounced it that way. They must have. I'm sure they did somewhere along the way. And then somewhere along the way, it probably like lost its, you know, lost authenticity. There. And it got a little bit more Americanized. Huh. Anyway, today we're going to share the story of how we met each other. And we're going to give a couple little tips and tricks along the way from telling our story. But we do often get asked, like, how'd you guys meet? And when I start the story with, well, we met on Instagram through mutual friends. Then people all of a sudden have like a million questions. And so I just thought it'd be fun to have an episode that we share this because 
I hope that it is able to instill some inspiration into you. Um, and yeah, we'll, again, we'll put in some little tips here and there so that we spell it out nice and clear. So you ready for this? I'm ready. You love telling our story. I do love telling our story. Which is hilarious because I don't know. Why is it hilarious, Frankie? Just the fact that now you're teaching on, on dating and confidence it's like one of your favorite stories to tell. So yeah, it makes sense that you're doing this. Aww. Here we go. Aww. Yeah, if you haven't yet listened to my previous podcast, that is the part two of my career journey. I do talk about how I've now made a recent shift in my career. I'm still talking about confidence. Before I was doing confidence more holistically, more broadly, and I was going more the career route and I would say like career and relationships. And I think I was really just trying to do too many things. And so right now I'm really honing in on confidence for dating and attracting your future man. And so I'm just, you know, going down this pathway and seeing how it goes. Because honestly, I've helped so many people with this over the last few years without even even like without meaning to, it just feels so natural for me to do. Like Frankie was saying, like, this is just a natural topic for me. And so I'm excited to be sharing that natural feeling with you. <laughs> You're so good at it. <laughs> Thank you, love. And then it's funny because anytime anyone asks like, how did we meet? I have like a 20 minute version or more. And Frankie has like a one minute version. My version's really good. Should we give them the one minute version or no? no let's tell the whole story. Okay. So let me start with, do you want, do you have anything you want to say no, first before we dive in? It. Okay. Um, our story, how, how it all began. So, um, I moved to San Diego, California in 2016. I was 24 and I changed my career path. For those of you who don't know my story, if you haven't watched my masterclass, I share the whole story in detail there. Um, but I moved to California. I changed my career path. I decided to become a personal trainer. So I started working at a gym called Fit Athletic Club in downtown San Diego. And it's kind of like a bougie Equinox type gym, if you know what an Equinox is. Um, da, 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 da. So I was starting to build my social media. I knew I was going to be quitting there and launching my own business. I was starting to, you know, gain traction, gain followers, um, have people reaching out to me. And so I got invited. I basically started to have a bunch of companies reaching out, wanting to partner with me as a brand ambassador. And one of the companies that reached out to me was a company called Organifi. And Organifi is a super greens, um, like powder that you put into your water. It's, it's really delicious. They also have, I believe like a, a red, like a beet one that's for energy and then a yellow turmeric one. Anyway, it's all really delicious. And the founder of that company, he actually went to our gym or the gym that I worked at fit. Um, and so I knew of the company and my favorite podcaster at the time, I was always listening to this guy named Sean Stevenson with the model health show. Um, and I believe his podcast is still going. I just haven't been like listening to those types of podcasts as much in the recent years, but Sean Stevenson was like, his podcast was my obsession at that time. And I just love to listen to it. And he was an Organifi brand ambassador at the beginning of all of his shows. He would say stuff about Organifi. And I, so when Organifi reached out to me to be a brand ambassador, I still remember the day I was like, Oh my gosh, I made it. I like, you know, I basically just went to, died and went to heaven because now I'm on Sean Stevenson's level. 
Um, so shout out to you, Sean Stevenson, since you're probably listening. <laughs> um, so I get invited to an Organifi party in downtown San Diego. They were launching their new product. I go to the product launch to go meet other people. And I honestly had no idea what to expect. So tip number one is go to random networking events, go to random things that you get invited to, even if you have no idea what to expect, even if you're like, this could be cool, this could be lame, this could be awkward. I have no idea. Just freaking go. That's what I did. I went to this Organifi party and- I would say, and also to expand on the tip, I would say when you're dating and like wanting to find your person, like a lot, a big mistake people make is they like try and force it where they're trying are are like manufacturing like dates and doing things unnatural. But what Mm -hmm. you were, what you were doing is you were super passionate about the shot, the model health show, Sean Stevenson, Organifi, fitness, so you went to this networking event because like you were naturally attracted mm-hmm. to it. So like, obviously because of that, there was other people that were into the same thing that you were, which I'm not going to spoil the story, which led to us meeting eventually through this networking event True. because you were following your passion. You weren't like sitting on the sidelines, like only swiping on, on whatever apps are out there today, today, not saying that's a bad thing, but like you were following your passions and like still living your life and like going after your own dreams. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's, I actually have never thought about that before as a part of our story, but like you were becoming the person that would attract somebody that you were interested in. Oh yeah. I love that. Great, great add into that tip. I definitely know. Yeah. I was very focused on becoming the person. So that was an intentional thing, but I would say like, yeah, going to this networking event, I wasn't, I actually was not going to this networking event thinking like I'm going to meet a guy. Although to an extent, I would say I always had that in back of my head. You're always open to it. Yeah. I was always open. Like, you know, I I could go to a grocery store and be like, oh, maybe I'll meet my person here on the airplane or whatever. But I I was always open to it, but it's like, I went thinking, oh, I have to meet someone here. I just went and I was like, cool. Let's see what happens. Right. But I I love that tip that you just shared, Frankie. That was really good. Um, so, and also I have to say a shout out to my friend, Susan, because we actually go to church with her now. So we see her all the time, but she was the brand ambassador. I don't know, like organizer or whatever, like she would find them and then scout them and whatever. So she was the one who actually DM'd me through Organifi's account. She was the one who invited me to this and Susan actually, um, became a friend of mine from all of this. And then she came to our wedding. She kept caught the bouquet at our wedding. So it was just like this funny, like, full circle thing because if Susan hadn't invited me to the Organifi event I really don't know if Frankie and I would have met so shout out to Susan we're gonna have a lot of shout outs in here so I go to the event it's pretty small like honestly probably 20 or 30 people not many people and uh you know I went alone I was like chit-chatting with people around me again it was I mean honestly it kind of was a little bit of awkward vibes but then they started like I think put on music and made it like and and, you know you start to warm up and everyone's warming up and whatever I met a couple husband and wife named Nicholas and Amanda shout out and we just started having conversation about business and life and our faith and all these different things and so I knew really early on that they were Christians and I asked them about their business they said we have a men's mastermind and I was like well what's a men's mastermind I've never even heard of that. And they said, well, it's like a coaching program for men, teaching them how to build their businesses, but also just how to live healthy lives in general, not just like pouring themselves in their business and exhausting themselves. And so, yeah, I was like, okay, amazing. Do you have any men in your program that are tall, dark, and handsome, love Jesus, work out a lot, 
entrepreneurial or has his own business. And so I just listed off like the key things that I was looking for, my non-negotiables. And they were like, actually, I think we have someone for you. And I was like, awesome. Like, let's see a picture of him. So they pulled out his Instagram. They showed me his Instagram. I was like, or maybe just like, I think just a picture on his Instagram. And I was like, okay, awesome. He looks great. Let's do this. And so I was like, put me on a date. I just assumed he lived in San Diego. I honestly didn't ask enough questions because I just thought their mastermind was like San Diego based. It didn't really occur to me that it was an online business where people lived like all over the world. Um, but yeah, so I, I asked them to go on the date and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll connect to you. And then I remember like we talked about other stuff or whatever. And then later on at the end of the night, as we were leaving, I remember we left at the same time. We were like coming down the stairs and I, I said it again. I was like, okay, well, I was like, look forward to getting that intro to that guy for the date. So, you know, little, little extra plug to make sure they didn't forget. Well, a couple of weeks go by and I don't hear anything and I didn't get any intro. And so I was kind of like, dang, okay. Like I thought I made it pretty clear, like two touch points, you know? <laughs> um, and then Frankie, let, we'll move on to you because then, then comes in your side of the story. So, so then I was in San Diego. I was living in, did you say where I was living? No. Should I say it? You can say it. Yeah. I was living in Denver, much to Janelle's chagrin. chagrin. <laughs> oh, <my> chagrin. <laughs> Do you even know what that word means? Because I don't. To you, no. But we always say. I think it's, it's like fun. disappointment. Yeah. So I was living in Denver at the time. Um, I was, but I was in this mastermind that Janelle was talking about, and it was a men's mastermind, and we would do a lot of virtual stuff, but we'd meet in person. I think probably once a quarter, like every three months or so. So I was in San Diego for this mastermind in person meeting with them, like what a month later, maybe or so. And yeah. we were downtown San Diego in the gas lamp area. We were, we were eating dinner. And I remember, yeah, I remember, um, I remember, uh, Amanda the wife. was talking to me and she's like, Hey, uh, I met this girl, Janelle the other day at this networking event. And then she showed me an Instagram of her and it was like, um, it was this like stand up paddleboard photo shoot where Janelle was like going out into the water and she was like, you know, paddling out and it had a nice shot of her backside. Not <laughs> nothing inappropriate, but you know, it was modest, but also I liked what I saw. It was modest and a little sexy. And then um, and I was like, okay, that's awesome. And then she's like, Do you want me to connect you with her? I was like, yeah, I'd like her to connect. I'd like you to connect me with her. And then like, before I could get the words out of my mouth, like she tagged me my name on like one on that photo and was like at Frankie Vignone would like to go paddle boarding with you sometime. <laughs> so that was the intro to Janelle. And then shortly after me and Janelle started messaging on Instagram and then back to you. Okay. Back to me. You're really handsome and I love you. Um, well, actually, the little detail that you forgot is that you responded on that tag from Amanda and you were like, next time. I'm on <laughs> next I did. I left it out on purpose. <laughs> yeah, nice try. He he put next time I'm on the left coast and then put a hang loose emoji. It's actually called a shaka. Oh, the shaka emoji. Yeah. And I was like, left coast? I was like, who says that? And then I'm like, wait, where the heck does this guy live? So then I go, it's disrupting your pattern. I made you think about it. That's true. That's true. Because usually people just say West Coast because they're normal, but not you. You're special. I actually thought that maybe you knew a, a cool term that I, did. I didn't know, you but you still don't know it. <laughs> no one After knows. After all these years. All these years, you're still. You've never, I bet that's a thing. 
no one is ever like, oh, I can't go to the, I can't wait to go to the left coast. We're like, oh, I'm flying to the right coast today. Well, the right coast is lame, but people are like the left coast. That's cool. <laughs> Whatever you got done yourself, my lovies. Um, so I was like, I thought he was teaching me a new term. I was like, whatever. But I go and I look at his Instagram and I see that he lives in Denver, Colorado. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> I was like, no. If you had just moved from Denver and you were completely over it. Yeah, like two years. It was like a year and a half or two years prior at this point. Well, let's see. Yeah, because we met in November of 2017. Yeah. 18. 17. No, yeah. 17. 17. And I moved in... in August of 2016. So yeah, a little over like, it was like a year and a half ish almost. Um, and so I was like, oh my gosh, this guy lives in Denver. I'm never moving back to Colorado. No offense to everyone who lives in Colorado. I'm so happy for you, but I purposely left Colorado so that I could come to San Diego. Cause I love being by the beach. So I was like, oh man, okay. This guy's a goner, but whatever I'll follow him. Um, you know, just, just cause, and I, and then I slid into his DMS first because I don't know what I sent. I actually should scroll back one day and figure out what the very first message is that I ever- scrolled back before, yeah. I've scrolled back to like you ignoring me on the DMs numerous times, but I've never scrolled back to our first message, I don't think. Maybe I have. Anyway, I don't know what I DM'd him. It was probably just something like, hey, like my family lives in Denver and I'll let you know if I'm, or they live in Colorado, not Denver, but near there. And I was like, I'll let you know if I'm ever in the area. And- then we would DM a little bit here and there, but your fidgeting is really, I, I literally wanted to clean the desk more. So you had nothing to touch, nothing to fidget with. Cause it just brings me so much. I need a fidget spinner. I know it brings me so much anxiety when you fidget. I can't think straight. Okay. <clears throat> what was I talking about before you were fidgeting? Moving in Col- your parents living in Colorado. Next time I'm in Colorado, you're back a lot. Okay. Yeah. So we were, so basically then what's next is that we were DMing on Instagram a little bit here and there, nothing like it wasn't like zero to 100 or anything like that. It was more like I would watch his story and he would watch my story. And then every so often we'd respond to each other's stories with like something short and sweet. And by us responding to each other's stories, I mostly mean Frankie would respond to my story and I would be doing like a workout move. Can I tell this part? Sure. And he would write and be like, cool move. Or I wouldn't something. say cool move. You're so wrong. Keep going. <laughs> okay. I need to scroll back and prove that this literally, these are the types of things he said to me, but he'd be like, cool workout move. And then I would be like, thanks. Like, what are some of your favorite workouts? And then he would leave me on red. And I'm not exaggerating. You guys, I seriously need to go back so I can prove this. But this would happen on a regular basis where he would respond to my story. I would I would respond trying to like engage in conversation and he would leave me on red. And I'd be like, dang, like, I guess this guy doesn't really want to like have a full on conversation. He just likes to respond to my stories here and there, I suppose. But that's because dun, dun, dun. We were both dating other people, including <laughs> you. Oh, <laughs> we were both dating other people frankie had an actual we weren't actually like hurting or anything yeah well i think it's probably a little inappropriate that we even followed each other and started a conversation but maybe maybe a little bit but you know we obviously weren't all that passionate about the people that we were with. And I don't think you posted your girlfriend on your story or i mean anywhere on your instagram because i didn't know you had a girlfriend i thought you were single I was in and, my mind. 
And then I was dating a guy who nice guy and everything, but him and I never put any label on it. And even like, if someone ever called us girlfriend and boyfriend, we were like really awkward with it. We're like, ah, no. Um, so that's when, you know, that's not a good sign is if both people don't even want to be called girlfriend, boyfriend, huge red flag. Um, and I definitely didn't put him on my Instagram every once in a while, maybe a quick video on his, on my story where he's kind of like a part of something, but never on the actual feed. And this is something I will say. I always tell every single client, every single friend, if a guy uses Instagram and he isn't willing to put you on his Instagram feed, even if he's willing to show you very briefly in a story or something, I still don't think that's good enough. If he's not willing to put you on his Instagram feed, that is a red flag. Again, if he uses it, if he doesn't ever post, then that doesn't necessarily count. Although you still would think if he's really proud to be with you, that maybe he would like post for the first time in four years. Cause he just wants people to know that he has someone. But I also would say if somebody's like not an Instagram person and you, and that's like a big thing that you're trying to get them to do and they don't do it, then I wouldn't say that's a red flag. You don't think it's a red flag? No. If they're not an Instagram person. If they don't have an Instagram, but okay, what if they have an Instagram and they have like 10 photos on their feed and they only post every, you know, they've only posted like 10 times, but it's only every couple of years, but then he starts dating you and your boyfriend, girlfriend, don't you think that'd be a good reason to break the streak? Not necessarily. Hmm. No. I mean, I think that's a dumb thing to get caught up on. I don't think it's fully a dumb thing to get caught up on because I've had friends before in the past who had guys that would not post them on their Instagram feeds. And I would tell them, this is a red flag. This is a red if flag. They are posting other things. I agree. But if they're not posting at all and, and you feel like, oh, they need to post on Instagram to make myself feel validation or like to make it real. Like that's, I don't agree with that. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. If they're posting ever, like let's say they post even six times a year. Not trying to get too caught up. All right, we're getting in the weeds. We're getting in the weeds, but these are the people like to know some of these types of things. I mean, people like details. I think some people do. Girls do, guys don't. Yeah, maybe not. But I think some guys are like, if they're dating and they're like, wait, why won't she ever post me on her stuff? She she doesn't post often, but she posts every time she goes on vacations. That's okay. That's different. That's probably a good. Okay, I think I found it. If they're the type of person who posts when they go on vacations, then when they when they're in a relationship with you, then that's a good enough reason to post. That's like me. I know, and you posted lots of pictures of us when we started dating. You were like the first person, like, let's post a picture of us on the feed. No, I'm not. I'm saying that's like me. I post like when I'm on vacation. I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if you're someone like Frankie, or the guy you're dating is someone like Frankie, where they basically only post when they go on vacations then they should want to post about you because you are the best freaking vacation that they ever had. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Have you ever wondered what's sabotaging your love life behind the scenes? I have a free guide called the seven toxic lies that are blocking you from attracting your dream man. In this guide, you'll learn how the seven toxic lies are creating self-fulfilling prophecies in your life You'll uncover subconscious victim games that everyone, including myself, naturally plays until we gain the awareness to heal it. And you'll learn how to master the art of reprogramming your mindset so you can find the love of your life. So go ahead and click the show notes below and grab this free juicy guide called The 7 Toxic Lies That Are Blocking You From Attracting Your Dream Man. Okay, so back to our story. Um, where are we at? DMing here and there. You had a girlfriend. I, didn't work out I was dating a guy, 
and we never did. Yeah. So it was never inappropriate. It was literally just like, we would randomly DM about, you know, business or working out or faith and things like that. So I would say the more memorable of our DMS is one time I posted a sermon for my church on my Instagram story and Frankie actually listened to it. And I remember he just responded. was like something like, great sermon. Thanks for sharing. And so everything we sent was like very professional and formal feeling, which is why I never thought he was like all like actually into me. Anyway, I know now know what was going on, but I, I responded. I was like, Oh, did you actually listen to it? And he was like, yeah, I did. And it was about fasting and about like, um, I know probably if you're not a Christian, you don't know that much about like what spiritual fasting is, but it's basically a way to one, help you make a decision on something where you're like seeking God to give you that wisdom and direction or two, it can just be a way to draw closer to God in general. If you're feeling far from him, it can just be a spiritual discipline that brings you closer to God. And so he responded, said he listened to it. And then we decided to do a fast together. So at this point, again, we've never met in person. We've only DM'd here and there. I don't even think we have each other's phone numbers. And then we were like, let's do a fast for 24 hours at the same time. And then we'll do a phone call at the end and like talk about what we learned about, you know, about ourselves and about God and about our faith during that time. So we picked a day, we both did it. And we, I think we messaged a little bit throughout that. Do you remember that? Yeah, we did. And I think we both broke our fast with a burger. And I remember us both. Like, we did. <laughs> we both like we're joking, like, ha ha ha. Like yeah. nothing like ending, ending a fast with a delicious burger. But then I was kind of waiting to see if he would be like, okay, let's do the, the call and like talk about it. Cause we had talked about that on the front end, but he didn't. So then I was like, okay, well, I decided I wasn't going to like push that because even though I did do some of the pursuing during this, I also like, I think it's a give take where like, I don't want to be the one doing all the pursuing. I obviously want to leave space and yeah, and Frankie had a girlfriend that I didn't know about. So it makes sense why he wasn't pursuing me at that time. Uh, what else? There was one other thing that was like significant. Was it when you did a scavenger hunt? Oh, well, that was after we met one time, though. Hmm. I feel like there was one other texting thing that we did the fast the together. Business, oh, uh, the business phone yeah. call. The business phone call. Okay, so I actually, when I quit my job in March of 2018, we had been following each other. At that point, like I said, we started, I think we followed each other in like November. Um, so yeah, I'd been like four or five months. And I posted like, I quit my job. I'm starting my own online business. And Frankie responded and was like, congratulations um, awesome move. And he at the time was doing his own online fitness coaching. So then he was like, did you hire any business coaches? And I was like, yes, I did. I hired Sterling Griffin. And then he was like, I hired the same business coach. So we realized we hired the same business coach and you, do you remember when you started your business? Like what time of year? I don't, I don't you, remember. You did it for like a whole year. So you probably did like August to August. Do you think? Yeah, that sounds right. So you'd probably been in it for like six months at that point. So anyway, he had been doing it for a little while and I was like, okay, well, I'd love to learn from you. So like, can I schedule a call and ask like what's worked well for you in, you know, running your own online business in the fitness industry. And so he sent me his, dun, 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 dun. you remember? What did I send you? Oh, my Calendly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he sent me his Calendly link. So it was like, literally, he was like, okay, schedule a call here. And so I scheduled the call. And do you remember how the call went? It went great. We talked like five minutes about business, right? And then 55 about everything else. Yeah, we talked for like, I think we talked for almost an hour and a half, actually. Yeah. And I remember I had to pee like 
right? When like we talked for a few minutes and I really had to pee and I was like, hold on just a second. I have to go really quick. I'll, I'll be right back. And then I hung up and then I peed and then I called you back. And then I was like, yeah, I actually just really had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember you were like, oh, you know what I do? I always, if I have to pee, I just ask the person a really good question and then I put it on mute and I pee while they answer the question. Totally. And, and I remember us I joking. still do that to this day. I believe you. It's a great, it's a great idea. So I just remember us joking around about that. And I, and I remember we like got along well on the phone call, barely talked about business. Is that the first time we talked live? That was our first time wow. talking live. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> cool. I remember where I was. Me too. Where were you? I was walking around downtown San Diego. I was sitting on the couch in my house in Denver. Oh, that's cool. Pacing around. Pacing. Okay, so you were sitting or you were pacing or a little bit both? Sitting, pacing, probably walked outside. I used to love walking outside around there. Yeah. Yeah, I lived in my house in Golden Hill and I walked from Golden Hill to like all the way downtown because I had some- You did? Yeah. I was on a huge walk the whole time. The heck? I know. I didn't know that. You didn't? No. That's funny. I can like, anytime I'm like downtown now, I can think of different parts of our conversation from that phone call, like Uh when I'm walking around downtown. Yeah. I remember what the lighting was in my, in my, uh, in my house when we were talking. Oh, was it good lighting? It was great. Sun was coming through. It was about this time of day. Wow. Hmm. Could have been to the day too. Oh yeah. Cause we're in like mid October, late October. Yeah. Wow. Well. Memory lane. No, it would have been after March though, dear. Because remember, I started my business in March. Anyway. Yeah. Oh man! Wow, I'm feeling all the feelings right now. Me too. Love you. Continue. You're not gonna. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> I'm wearing lip gloss, so he doesn't want to kiss my lips. Okay. Um. So then we, how we actually ended up meeting was that. Every time I would go back to Denver, I would, because my family lives in Northern Colorado, I would message him and be like, hey, I'm going to be in Denver. Let me know if you're around. And every single time I would do that, he would be like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm out of town because usually it was for the holidays. And then he was flying home to his family in either Virginia or Florida over the holidays. So we kept missing each other over those holidays. And then, yeah, then March came around and then I went home for my birthday, which my birthday is April 22nd. Earth Day is my birthday. And I was going to throw myself a party at New Belgium Brewery, which is, if you don't know anything about beer, it's like really amazing beer and a really fun brewery in Fort Collins, Colorado. And so I was hosting myself a birthday party there and I was inviting like friends and clients and like, it was kind of just a, I'll be at New Belgium from this time to this time if you want to stop by. And I just called it my birthday because you know, I like to celebrate myself. <laughs> so I, I remember my, my roommate at the time, um, and good friend, Catherine, she was coming home with me for my birthday that year to like meet my family and go to the birthday party. And we just, I think she wanted to go to Colorado. Anyway, we were just love doing fun stuff together like that. And so we were at the San Diego airport and we both got a beer at the airport and I remember I drank it and I was feeling just a little buzzed. And I was like, I think I'm going to invite my Instagram crush, Frankie Big Known, to my birthday party. And Catherine's like, yeah, do it. And so I pulled out my phone and I sent him. I, I feel like at this point, maybe we had moved over to texting. I think we maybe, because we, yeah, we, we got each other's phone, I think the day we did that Calendly phone call in March. So that's probably when we moved over to texting here and there. And so I texted him. I was like, hey, I'm hosting myself a birthday party, New Belgium, Saturday, this time, this time. Would love if you would like to stop by. 
Well, he responds and he's like, oh, are you going to be in Denver at all? Because, you know, it's like an hour, hour and a half drive from Denver to Fort Collins. And I wrote back and I said, I remember saying to Kathy, I'm like, should we try to get to Denver somehow? And she's like, no, like make him come to Fort Collins or something like that. Like, cause she was like, we don't have time. Like just invite him to your birthday still. And I was like, okay. So I, I wrote him and I was like, sorry, but you know, I'm not, I don't know if I even said sorry. Cause knowing me, I'm, I don't really like writing the word sorry for those contexts, but I was like, I'm not going to be in Denver. So if you want to see me, you'll have to come to my birthday in Fort Collins. And so I think he responded and said, let me see what I can do. And then he ended up coming with my friend marty coming with my marty. roommate marty my best yeah. friend so we were both with our roomies roomie yeah. marty and roomie Catherine. we went on a hike before and then we went to the brewery yeah and then at the brewery we were definitely like a little bit of flirty vibes, flirty vibes. little flirty vibes and nothing really happened and um yeah i mean there wasn't like you you were still dating your person i was still seeing my person so there wasn't really like dating. i I had tried to break up with that guy so many times at that point. Um, and then I actually, after meeting you, I actually did break up with him. And I remember he actually was very intuitive and he was like, something changed on Saturday. Like your energy towards me changed on Saturday. What happened? Did you have a conversation with your mom or Catherine or what? And I didn't have the balls at the time to tell him, like, I met a really amazing man. That's like, I didn't know if anything was going to happen with Frankie. Cause it's, again, it's not like, you know, there's no conversation. It, like we're truly just being friends. Yeah. There's a little bit of flirtiness, but it's not like, I'm like, I like you. And he's like, I like you and let's go on a date or there's nothing like that at all. So it was more just in my mind. I was like, you know what, if I'm like, I know that this guy that I'm dating isn't the right fit for me. And Frankie, like, I don't know if things could ever happen with him or not, but I'd rather be like open and available for a guy like Frankie than to keep dating someone who I know is ultimately not a great fit for me. And so, yeah, so I end things with him. So there's a lesson right there too. Yeah, that's true. If you kept, if you kept holding on to this, cause you were like, oh, it's good. It's comfortable. Like it's fine. It's not great. I'm not going to marry him, but it is what it is. Maybe, maybe we wouldn't have worked out. That's true. Because like, I mean, again, skipping ahead to this story, when I came back and we met again for the second time or third time in person, like you might've still been dating him and we wouldn't have had the chance to That's true. do what we're going to talk about. That's true. Good point. Yeah. So I think it, I remember there was like a few times when I was like, I got to walk away from this. I got to walk away from this. Why and... do you think it was so hard to walk away from? Cause you tried before, but it, yeah. you kept not doing it. It's a good question. Um, we had a lot of fun together. I mean, he was a really, he was a really good guy. We had a lot of fun together, but like he wasn't a Christian. And I knew that was something that I really needed in my husband was a man who I, him and I had the same faith. And I think like anytime walking away from someone who's really like a great person and really fun and like handsome and like there's, they've got all these great qualities. They're just like missing some of the bigger things that you need. I think what's hard is then you ask yourself, well, what if something better that never comes along? Mm. I think that's always the question that you wrestle with as a single person when you're dating someone that's like good, not great, but you don't really, you don't know that great really exists for sure. Like you're hoping that if you leave them, that something better comes. That's why I think so often people wait till they meet great. And again, for you, for like us, like you were kind of like the, even though I wasn't leaving him for you, cause we didn't like jump into a relationship um, our relationship didn't begin to like four months later. Um, but 
or our first date wasn't until four months later. I'll say that. And, and then our relationship began right after that. But um, I think that's why it's easier to like be with someone and then wait till you meet someone else. Mm-hmm. But I think it's healthier when possible to like, to be able to walk away and, and just really have faith that something better is there. But what I was going to say is you were like that beacon of like hope of like, there is something better out there for you. Again, even if it wasn't you specifically, it was like, you were like my, my hope that I was like, okay, there's someone that's going to be better for me. So I can leave this person. Cause now I have more hope. What if people don't have that beacon of hope that they've seen? Well, I guess I like hope that we can be that beacon of hope for people, you know, like I hope by us telling our stories um, and our story, like our stories of past relationships, but also like our story of our marriage, like will help you realize that there really is such thing as a peaceful relationship, a peaceful marriage, like something that you feel total peace about, you feel total excitement about, you don't feel like there's a little bit of that, but that's happening, like. And what I mean by that is when, when I used to date people, I'd, I'd go home and talk to my roommates or friends and be like, he was so awesome. Everything was really great. But the only problem is, you know, and I would talk about what was missing or something that didn't feel quite right. Or, you know, he, or he's not a believer. Um, but with Frankie, there was no, but, and I remember a couple of times talking to friends and I'd be like gushing about him and they'd be like kind of waiting for the, but they'd be like, okay, but I'm like, there are no buts. Like I literally, I there's nothing I can say. Like but he's not this or, but I don't know, this felt weird or, but that like, there was absolutely no buts. It just felt like pure excitement and peace and like green lights. And, um, there's no resistance in my, in my body and my heart and my mind, like everything felt at ease. I love that. Me too. So I feel, I'm trying to think like when I ended up breaking up with my girlfriend, was it like shortly after that? I want to say that you said that you broke up with her like in June or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it was. And then I was going to go be single for a year and that didn't work out too well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. What, what what was your idea behind being single for a year? Why did you want to do that? To do what we talk about, just so you can focus on becoming the best version of yourself. Like you just said, it's because I, I mean, to be honest, like I was kind of dating and then I'd get in a relationship really quickly versus like what you said you had faith that okay if I break up with this person like I'm I know that there's something better out there and you weren't just like waiting and dating and dating again like right afterwards you were just like trusting yourself to be successful independent and like find the guy when the timing is right as you're becoming the best version of yourself yeah so but I dated a lot of guys too I mean I definitely did a lot of dating too but I think I think you are like a super relationship person, just even like in our day-to-day life of how we do relationships, like you're a lot more relational than I am naturally. Obviously I do have good close relationships, but, um, I probably don't need as much relational stimulation as you do. Yeah, do you agree with that? I definitely do. So I think that it makes sense why it was easier for me. I think my, my more natural of like the tendencies of, um, avoidant versus like the different attachment styles. If you guys, if anyone knows about that, there's a book called attachment. I would say my more natural tendency that I've definitely healed, but it's that anxious avoidant attachment style. So like, it makes more sense that I would break up with people more. Whereas Frankie would like move more into relationships, like a serious relationship. So, yeah. Um, I feel like I had one other thing I was going to say about like hope dating. Oh, and I just had to, I I have to like clarify. So I did walk away from that guy right after that birthday party, 
But then him and I ended up getting back together like one more time. And then we officially ended things. I believe it was the beginning of June because I remember his birthday was. What if we ended things at the same on That's the same a, exact day? That I mean, that would be kind of crazy. I wouldn't wouldn't put it past God to do something crazy like that. But that's how I know yours was June because I remember when you and I ended up like dating. Um, then we were like, "What? Like, when did you become single from your relationship?" And we both said June. Yeah. So that's why. Yeah. So I even though yes, Frankie was my hope. This guy was freaking persistent and kept coming after me. Huh. So I. Got, got back with him one last time for a few weeks or like maybe six weeks or something. I don't even know. Four weeks. God bless him. God bless him. Okay. So anyway, let's fast forward to, should we tell the scavenger hunt story on this one or no, let's tell that a different day. Sorry, folks. We're going to leave you hanging on the scavenger hunt story, but basically our first date was August. I believe it was like August 21st, something yeah. like that of 2018. 18. And Frankie was coming to San Diego for a business trip because he had just taken a new job going back into tech sales, which is what he still does today. Mm -hmm. And um, so you, yeah, you came for a business trip, you hit me up and, oh, and I will say this. I remember Frankie went to a Tony, excuse me, a Tony Robbins seminar. When did you go to the Tony Robbins? July. July. July, right before I came. And I remember like him and I, Frankie and I started interacting more towards the like end of July. And I was like, oh, wow. Like. Frankie's being like flirty vibes with me, which like I said, all the other time leading up to that, like this is almost like a year worth of being like Instagram friends and stuff like that and and messaging here and there throughout each month. He was always a little bit more distant, but this time he was like starting to be flirtier. I don't even, I feel like there was like winky emojis or something. Like I just remember being like all of a sudden, like you were being like so much cuter, which one, I didn't know, but you were now single. So that made sense. Mm -hmm. And then two, I don't know, Tony, I mean, you went to Tony Robbins. You're probably, you're like, okay, I'm going to get the girl. And so I remember literally telling my roommates being like, oh my gosh, Frankie has been really flirty with me lately. Like, ooh, maybe my Instagram crush is into me after all. Because I definitely, a lot of the time felt like I was more into him than he was into me. So for him to be flirting, that was good. And then he messaged me and said, Hey, I'm going to be in town in August. Or like, it was like in a few weeks, so like two or three weeks out. And you were like, do you want to grab a workout together? And I was like, yeah, let's do a workout. So we met at the beach, ocean beach, ocean beach. And we, um, we had a wonderful workout. I led the workout. I did a band workout and he was like, Oh, a booty band workout. And then he was like, his legs were on fire. And I was like, yeah. So I thought, cause guys always think that like band workouts are so lame, but then they do them and they can barely complete them. So it made me feel good anyway. And then we would run into the ocean in between different sets. And I remember one time I was like telling him the story of two people kissing. And I was like, yeah, it kind of looked like this. And I was like, kind of making, I wasn't making fun of it, but I was just being silly about it. And so I grabbed his face and I was like pretending like I was going to go in for a kiss. So I was like, grab it. No. And I was like, but I didn't actually kiss him. Should I grabbed my face I out of like nowhere. grabbed his face out of nowhere. I was like, yeah, I was kind of like this, but then I did not kiss him. I just like pretended she to. wanted to. Oh, I wanted to, but and then there was definitely yeah flirty vibes at this point. And then after the workout, we went to get um, California burritos, Cali burritos at Mike's Taco Club. And Frankie, what do you always say about Mike's Taco Club? That's when I knew. That's when I knew I loved you. Because the sun was shining, the reggae music was playing, the music was so good, <laughs> and the ocean was behind you. And I was just staring at you, looking into your big blue eyes, and I realized 
this is not just my friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you always say you're like, what? It was. I won't like, forget. What it. are we doing? I, I should. I shouldn't just be friends with her. It was awesome. Yeah. It was like reggae music. <laughs> I was so into it. He, he still loves reggae music to this day. Every time we're at the beach, he's like, it's time to turn on reggae. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love it. Cue the music. Cue the music. And then that night, so then we had some like meetings to go to. So we went separate ways. And then that night we reconvened. He picked me up from my place downtown and then we birded to Little Italy. And we were about to go to Born and Raised for, which is like a really cool place for drinks. But then he got a call from his friend who was like, hey, dude, are we still on for dinner and drinks or something like that? And I was like, wait, he has drink plans with a friend. And so I was like, oh, okay, bye, I guess. And then you you were like, no, 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 it's totally cool. You can come with me. So we hop in an Uber in Little Italy and we go up to UTC, which is like a 20 20 to 25 minute drive away to a um, speakeasy up there. And then we met his friend Chase at the speakeasy. And I remember... Frank and I were sitting next to each other and our legs started to touch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, our legs are touching. And so, yeah, legs started to touch a little bit. And I was like, and we weren't pulling away after they touched, you know, they were just kind of lingering there touching. And I was like, okay, things are spicy. And so we had like a drink or two there. And then to just try to land this plane, because Frankie's starting to get to the point of the episode where he's like really you I think maybe in some ways you do have more ADHD than I what do you mean I don't know like we always go back and forth like who actually has ADHD do we both I think I do but gosh you I think you also just you you have a very short patience for long stories whereas I, I that's like a sign of ADHD I think yeah but you can find like signs of ADHD, ADHD on everything god don't speak that over me <laughs> Right, he may, the plane he may or may not, but let's land the plane. So basically, long I'm story. I'm still liking the story. I'm just tired. Okay. Yeah, because you're like yawning and stuff, which like, I'm like, my only audience right now is my husband and he's yawning. So I've only like, heard the story 27 times. 27 million times every time we ever go to a meal with people. I'll just, from here on out, I'm just going to send people the podcast. Like if they're like, hey, how'd you guys meet? I'll be like, I'll send you the podcast. Anyway, how'd you guys meet? No, I'm just joking. I do tell it shorter. If it's not a podcast, I can cut it to like 20 minutes, not 45. Okay. Anyway. So I will say I was, I had a big rule of no kissing on the first date. And I did break that rule for this man right here, Frankie Vignone. And so I remember we ended up having a very hot makeout session that evening. And and that was all because, you know, um, I was, well, I, for those of you who don't know, I was saving myself to have sex till marriage. So I definitely wasn't trying to do anything, but I was like, anyway, it was pretty hot, but it was funny because while we were making out, I was like, I was like, wait, this is really weird, right? Like, isn't this crazy? Like we're like two friends from Instagram. We've only met one other time. Now we're making out. You remember that? Yeah. I still say that to you today. It's so crazy. I know. So, and I kept talking and then he'd be like, (laughs) he'd be like, and I'll just keep kissing you. So you stop talking Uh, because we ended up like, I think we made out for like seven hours it's like two to three hours that was a long time we needed some chapstick after that we did we for sure did so then the next day frankie and i went and got coffee um downtown at gentile and then he drove away to the airport and as he was driving off to the airport or like as he was in his car window rolled down and we're saying our goodbyes 
um, he was like, Hey, so are you moving to Denver or am I moving to San Diego? And I was like, you're moving to San Diego, pal. So you moved to Denver. And then I moved to Denver for <laughs> you, which was the nicest thing I ever did for anyone. Yeah. The literal nicest. So yeah, basically from there, I was kind of worried after he drove away that he wouldn't end up like that he wouldn't message me or that it would just kind of be this like little fling that we had. But what was so awesome is that like Frankie immediately texted me like right when he got to the airport. So like seven minutes away from my apartment, seven minutes later, I'm like getting a text from him. And he's like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I'm going to focus at all today. That like, this is amazing. And just like really like pursued me and made me feel safe. And like, we shared the same level of excitement where I didn't feel like I was like so excited and then having to do it alone or be with my friends and be like, I don't know if it's real or not. Cause I haven't heard from him. Like we just immediately hit it off and we started doing like FaceTime calls for like two to three hours every night. Um, and then within seven days, it was on, I think it was the seventh day. He asked me, will you be my girlfriend? And I remember you were so cute when you asked, like, I feel kind of like a high school boy right now. And I feel all giddy and nervous with butterflies. But I was just wondering if I could be your boyfriend. It was so cute. And um, I said, yes. And what was cool is I had been doing a 21 day prayer challenge, praying for my future husband. So every day for five minutes, I would set a five minute alarm and I would pray for my husband. And I'd be like, you know, praying that God would help me meet him, but also like praying for like, just everything about him, like that he was healthy and safe and growing in wisdom and all those types of things. And what's so cool is that on the 21st day of my 21 day prayer challenge, that was the day that Frankie and I um, became boyfriend and girlfriend. So it was like day 14 that we went on that first date. And when we went, when we went on the first date, first of all, it wasn't really supposed to be a date. I just thought it was a workout. Me too. Um, and I was talking to other guys. I was actually dating like three other guys when we went on that first date. So I, it wasn't like I was like, Oh, I'm praying for Frankie. It was like, I was just like literally praying for my future husband and Frankie wasn't really on the radar. Like I was excited to see him, but I was, you know, seeing other guys, but I will say that within like, after that first date, the next day I called every guy, all three of them. Well, one of them kind of fizzled more naturally. So I didn't have to call him, but the other two, I did have to call. And I let them know that I was seeing someone. Cause I was like, so excited about Frankie. I was like, I do not like for a second, I thought, should I keep going on dates with some of these guys just so I like, it's not too vulnerable and I can kind of keep numerous plates hot kind of thing. But then I was like, no, like I'm just going to really trust. And this feels right. And the way he pursued me made me feel really safe that I could just like end things with those guys because I felt like things were going really well, which they were obviously we were doing three hour FaceTimes every night. So, so yeah, then we became boyfriend, girlfriend. Then we did long distance dating for six months. We got engaged six months later. So we got engaged February 1st of 2019 and our long distance was pretty easy because I work for myself, obviously Frankie was in sales. So we were literally the longest we ever didn't see each other was only 10 days. So it really wasn't that hard. I mean, obviously it was still hard at times, but, um, we were together a lot and sometimes we'd be together for like seven to 10 days at a time. And so we got to know each other super, super well in those six months. And then, yeah, we got, we were looking at, we actually said, I love you. Like, um, like eight or 10 weeks in like super fast no 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 no. actually sorry that's a lie we said i love you like four weeks later because he came back to california like four weeks or maybe it was only two or three weeks later it wasn't very long and then and then you stayed with me for like a week anyway we said i love you within like a month and then we um 
And then we started talking, we started looking at rings. I actually had pictures in my phone of looking at rings on November 10th. So our first date was on October 21st. You do the math. I think that's like nine or 10 weeks. I think it was fast. Are you doing the math right now? October 21st. That's like four weeks. No, no, no. August 21st. Was oh, August. August, September, October, yeah. November 10th. So yeah, I think 10 weeks is what the yeah. math would be for yeah. that. Or maybe 11 weeks. So yeah, we were looking at rings really fast. Yeah, we just knew. We just really knew. And then the next big hurdle, and we can do a whole other episode on this, was us trying to decide if we were going to live in Denver or San Diego because we always thought it was going to be San Diego. But then Frankie was like, hey, I really don't want to move to San Diego. I was like, I really don't want to move to Denver. So then we did more fast together and we were like having all these meetings with our mentors and all these things. But ultimately what we ended up doing is I ended up being like, okay, I will move to Denver for you for one year. And if I don't like it at the end of that year, you'll move to San Diego for me for one year. And if you don't like it after one year, then we'll move to somewhere really random like Austin, Texas or something like that. And because we know we're meant to be together, we felt so much peace about our relationship. We just didn't know the location of where our relationship was meant to be. And so, yeah, it was really, really hard, but that's a whole other episode for a whole other time. But that is how we met. And that is how we, you know, that's the timelines of everything. And let's lay on the plane with like one or two lessons. What do you feel like are some final lessons that you would leave people with based on our story? Um, dang. I feel like the first one that came to mind right away is just is not to settle and to like, again, focus on becoming who that other person would want to be with, right? Like you gave up things that were good to get great. And, you know, I did the same thing, but like continuing to focus on what are you tolerating in your life? Like what, what's creeping into your life, like relationally other things so that that might block you from the, your future person and making sure that you get rid of those so that when you do meet the person that you don't miss that opportunity. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And then another thing I would say is like being willing to ask for what you want and knowing what you want. I think obviously knowing what you want, number one, and then asking for what you want. So I think because I was so crystal clear on who I was looking for, I had numerous lists of like what I was looking for in my future husband. So then when I actually did meet Nicholas and Amanda at that party, and I was being bold and confident and not afraid to ask, um, if I hadn't asked that day, we wouldn't know each other today because we have actually no mutual friends in the state of Colorado. I mean, now we do because we're like married and we have a lot of mutual friends because we're married. So now we're friends with each other's friends. But I mean, like if I hadn't moved to San Diego, I wouldn't have met Frankie. So I guess that's a whole other tip is like, go live your absolute best life and go live your dreams. Because for so long, I was waiting to move until I met a guy. Cause I was like, Oh, I want to meet my guy in Colorado. And then we can move to California together. And so I was waiting for a man, waiting for a man, waiting for a man to live my best life. But as soon as I stopped doing that and I started to pursue my best life and start living out my vision and my dreams, then I met the, the people who introduced me to Frankie. And so if I hadn't moved here, I wouldn't have met Frankie. And then number two, I wouldn't have met Frankie if I wasn't willing to be bold and courageous and ask for what I want. And so I think that like, I give this advice a lot, but just, it's good to ask people, you know, if you have like a married friend ask and you like respect their marriage and you respect the husband, like maybe you already have all mutual friends. So maybe you already know all of his friends, but maybe not. Like maybe there's friends of his from college that live in other places or something that you don't know. Like it's worth starting to just ask people, like, do you have anyone you could see me with? And would you be willing to put me on a date? Because it just takes that like boldness and also just openness and, um, yeah, open to receiving, like open to receiving what God has for you. So good. So good. Mwah, I love you. 
So that's the story of how we met and a few lessons along the way. If you have any questions, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love, love, love hearing from you guys because you know, when I don't know what questions you have if you don't ask them. So please just DM me and let me know what questions you have. And we can do a whole other podcast on whatever questions that you have. Frank and I would love to do that. And Frankie's grabbing my so face. Cute. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you for spending some time with us. We really appreciate you. Will you have anything to say, Frankie? Thanks for listening. <laughs> Seriously, though, we really appreciate you hanging out with us and spending time with us. And um, yeah, I just hope that you feel loved today and that you feel um, special. And I don't know, I was going to say the word cherished. Like, I just want you to feel like the, the loved version of you and just know that you are loved very, very, very deeply by your creator. And the more you experience that right now, uh, the easier it'll be for you to attract the love of your life because you're coming from a place of abundance and a place of love. So have a beautiful day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Next Level Confident podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, would you do me a huge favor and either share it on your Instagram stories and tag me or leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. It helps us reach more people with this message. Frankie and I love and appreciate you all so much. And remember, the most effective way to become your most confident self is by slowing down, doing the inner work, and deciding to show up as the version of you who already has magnetized all of your desires.